Welcome into Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Venozzi, joined by my co-host Tyler Palmatier, and we are here to talk more high school football, just like we did last week and the week before that. Uh, the season's rolling right along here, but we are going to talk about the week that was last week and what's ahead here in week six. Tyler, you doing all right today? Yep, doing good. About halfway through the season here, so uh, you know it's it's. I think I think we've had a really good start, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and and a team that made some noise last week was Rockvale, and we are happy to be joined by their coach today, Brian Guthrie, after a big win over Riverdale, program-building win for them, and I believe we've got Brian on the line right now. Hey, guys, how are you all? Doing well, sir. Congratulations on a 4-1 start, and of course, that big win over Riverdale last week, first time you guys have, have beaten that, you know, kind of a Murfreesboro powerhouse in Riverdale uh, in your four seasons of existence, and you know, I was looking back at the first three meetings between those two teams and saw that you guys had lost those three games by a combined score of 123 to eight. How big of a breakthrough was it for your for your team to to beat Riverdale last week? Well, it was huge. I mean, it was uh, you know something that obviously we've never done before, and um, it just shows that the maturation process of, of our of our program and where we're where we're headed and where we're getting to. Yeah, Brian, I'm uh, kind of going back a little bit further. Uh, Mm-hmm. Talking about this being a young program and such, when you've when you've been an assistant at a place and, and you get that head coaching position, what is that like? Well, uh, you know, Coach Rice did an awesome job of starting this program and getting us to that. You know, um, the seven to four season last year and the first round of the playoffs. I mean, it's just it's hard to start a program. Um, I've been a part of two or three of those situations, and it's it's tough. Um, and so he did a great job uh, of getting us where we are, and we were just we've just been trying to build on that. And uh, you know, it's it, the great thing about already being here is um, already being familiar with the kids, already being familiar with the coaching staff, the administration, and so it was an easy transition for me. Um, it, and everybody's made it made it real easy, and uh, it's been fun so far. Yeah, to follow up on that, Brian, I mean, you've been there since, since 2020, so you weren't there for the first season, but you've seen kind of the the rise since then. And, of course, Rockville, like you said, made the playoffs last year. Now it's a 4-1 and one start to here in 2022 with wins over Riverdale and Siegel. In your estimation, I mean, what's what's kind of been some of the keys to having so much success uh, you know, at a new school like this as quickly as you guys have been able to do? Uh, just our kids and our coaches, our kids be, uh, just believing in what we're doing and, and believing in each other and staying together. Um, that's a big thing. You know, so many kids these days are jumping ship when they get, you know, when they don't get the starting position they, they want or or get to play the position they want. You know, they'll jump ship and go somewhere else. And, and our kids are, you know, they like being here. They like Rockville. They, they love each other and they, you know, they're battling and uh, they're hungry. And so I think that's been a big part of it. Plus, our coaching staff is does a great job of um, building relationships with our kids. Um, you know, our kids want to play for our coaches, and that's huge. Um, and, and if we can keep that going, you know, there, there's definite success in the future. Uh, running back, uh, Robbie Daniel, second leading tackler. He's been real steady. Um, he, ha- he had a season high 187 yards last week, Brian, in, in the win over – Riverdale he had the go-ahead touchdown as well as I'm sure you know how big how can a big outing like that help him gain confidence moving forward well well Robbie Robbie doesn't need a whole lot of confidence um he just he comes to work and he you know he's a he's the ultimate competitor um and he just you know he he does things on pure will 
Um, doesn't have the the best top end speed in the world. Doesn't have all the best moves and you know juke moves or whatever in the world. But um, he does things out of pure will. He's just a winner. Um, kind of kid you want on your football team. Um, he will you know on defense he'll come downhill and, and hit you. Um, excellent tackler. Um, does everything we ask him to do. He's very intelligent. Um, just you know the kid you the kid you want on your football team. And along with Robbie in the backfield, you've got quarterback Brendan Mayhew, who's having a solid year so far. His stat line includes 1,000 passing yards, eight touchdowns, just three interceptions, and a 61% completion percentage. I know he's just a junior, Brian, but, but is he someone who belongs in the conversation for, uh, you know, when you're talking about top quarterbacks in the uh, the Nashville area? Well, I, I think so, um, and I think his numbers speak himself. Um, you know, we we run a, basically an RPO offense, and so he does a, he does a great job of uh, of reading what we ask him to read and getting the ball to the into the hands of the the players we need to get the ball in the hands of. Um, he just runs our offense very smoothly. Made some big plays the other night um, with his feet and uh, getting the ball downfield on 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 scrambles and. You know, he just – he doesn't get us beat. Um, he doesn't do things that'll that'll beat you. Um, he did have one night where he had um, – you know, he had a few picks and, and, you know, everybody has their bad nights, but he's been very solid on the other in the other four games. Brian, you guys have five interceptions already this season from five different players. Are, are teams starting to respect that part of the defense, your secondary more, uh, as the games go on? Uh, I think so. Um you know, I think our secondary is one of the the, the strongest parts of our defense. Um, we've got we just have some, in my opinion, some D one kids back there. Um, one of them's a sophomore, one of them's a senior, one of them's a junior. Uh, I just uh, we have really done a good job. Our coach Delk has really done a good job with those guys and getting them in the right places and getting them to believe in um, in their reads and their keys and being where they're supposed to be and and. Uh, you know, we just feel like we we felt like coming in that that was going to be a strength of our defense, and and the other parts of our defense have have come along too. Um, so, you know, we defensively we've been playing pretty solid football. So up next, you've got a trip to Nolensville coming up, and uh, that's a game Rockville won thirty three to thirty three to fifteen last year. But it appears both teams have have gotten better since then. Uh, Brian, what do you think it's going to take to win again this time around? Um, well, we're just, we're going to have to play clean. Um, we're, we're basically mirror images of each other. Um, we run basically the same offense, same defense. Um, they've got a really good quarterback, uh, a, a really good receiver. Um, number one, and, uh, you know, we're going to have to play clean, um, protect the football and, and just do what we do. And Hey, lastly, Brian, last question for you here. We really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, in, in the stats that you sent over, we we noticed you guys have a hustle category on defense. Uh, how do you guys come up with what is a hustle play, and uh, h- how is that s- scored exactly? Um, well, we just we, we look at the play, and if they're um, especially if they're um, you know backside on the play or something, and 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 they get in on the tackle, or or um, you know if if something's gone, gotten upfield, and they hustle to get in on the tackle, whatever that may be. Um, we just we we like we reward those kids. We have um, helmet stickers that we put on there, you know, like like Ohio State and all those people that, you know, they can 
they can earn award stickers for hustle or for tackles for loss or, you know, whatever. But we've got a list of stuff that, that, that they could do to earn stickers, and, and they like that. So we do that, try to encourage them to make big plays. Yeah, but I bet that becomes a fun game of, uh, you know, who can get who, who can rack up the most hustle plays and the most helmet stickers there. No, so. no doubt. We've got a we've got a kid Cam, Cam Frierson that plays D line for us. That's undersized. That probably has the most hustle plays. Um, I haven't looked at it, but he just he's relentless and um, you know he just you know, you think he's blocked him at one minute and the next minute he's off making a play. So um, kids like that just are kind of epitomize our defense. Yeah, you guys have several several guys like that making making it happen for you. And this congratulations mm-hmm. on this this good start here and uh, best of luck this week against Nolensville. All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you what you do for high school sports. Absolutely. Thanks again for your time. That has been Rockville coach Brian Guthrie. His team, big game against Nolensville on Friday. Should be a fun one. I'll be there to cover that. Uh, we are going to talk more high school football in just a moment. But first is a quick message from the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. We are back here on Main Street Preps this week, which I want to remind everyone is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Really, really appreciate their support this season. We have lost Tyler momentarily to some technical difficulties, so I'm going to run the show here. Uh, we're going to continue to power through with some takeaways and eventually some previews and picks uh, for next week. And it looks like we have Tyler back now. Tyler, are you doing Okay. Still doing good. All right. We're loud and clear. That's great. So week five in the books, Tyler, there was, uh, we learned some more things uh, about some of the area teams. I'll, I'll kick us off here. I got to see Ravenwood, Brentwood at the Battle of the Woods and uh, lived up to the hype. The environment was was awesome. Uh, Chris Parson played really well. And I think one of my key takeaways from that is Chris Parson has some help. This is not a one-man team. Um, they graduated a lot of guys off their offense and their defense last year, but they've got some players stepping up and on offense with him, you know, Carter pace, what he did was scoring four touchdowns, uh, was a big reason why the Raptors came out with the win. You've got some emerging receivers as well. Ethan Smith, Ben Hubbard, not guys that have had a whole lot of playing time up until now this season, but have started to, to develop some chemistry with Parson and, uh, that's could go a long way for Ravenwood especially because, man, their defense was lights out against against Brentwood, only gave up one field goal. And then, of course, Brentwood also had a kickoff return for a touchdown that, that doesn't penalize the defense there. But uh, Ravenwood, they've been through a tough stretch here. They're 3-2, and two, of course, losses to NBA and Oakland. But the way their schedule sets up, they've gotten through some of the some of the most difficult games. So they've got a chance, I think, to rack up some, some wins down the stretch here. Yeah, I agree. I thought Ravenwood's defense was pretty good, too. Um, I my, I'll start with mine. You know, the game I was at was Lipscomb Academy and NFRA, and, and Lipscomb was just so good uh, winning that game 41-12. to 12. I, I just think I, maybe this isn't something we 
this is probably something we already knew, but I just seeing it in person just sort of uh, affirmed it for me that Lipscomb is really in a class of its own there in D2 AA. I mean, the gap looks pretty big. I guess we'll know a little bit more, you know, when Lipscomb plays like a CPA or uh, something like that. But I mean, man, it just, uh, that class is a little upside down right now with how good Lipscomb is and, um, some of that's just how good Lipscomb is, you know? Um, but man, that's, that team is just on a, on its Island uh, of its own out there. Um, now I think some others where I think Rockville, obviously we, we touched on that. We're starting to see surprise teams emerge and, uh, that's a group. They're only giving up, uh, just over 16 points per game. You heard from Brian Guthrie earlier. And I was, I've been surprised. I think there's a lot of people by, by Lebanon's two losses, uh, to Coffee County and Siegel and having them coming back to back weeks, they've kind of obviously got some things to figure out. So, a uh, c- couple big developments there in the last week or two. Yeah, you hate to say it in that Division Two AA classification, and especially the middle region uh, that that you're playing for second place. But that's that's what it looks like right now. It's kind of the reality with with how Lipscomb is rolling along. And I want to look at uh, Class Five A quickly here, Tyler Mount Juliet. I think that's a team that we need to not forget about. Uh, I think some have maybe chalked up this season as re- as a rebuilding year for them. And uh, I think it's too early to say that, especially after the way that they were able to hold off Malachi Dowell and come back and get that just crazy, crazy win on the last second field goal. Um, 45-43 was the final. And, you know, Mount Juliet's 3-1 and one now, and they still have some tests ahead of them. They've got a, they've got a PlayStation camp and Green Hill in that Region five, uh, 5A, which is surely to be a competitive race there. But, uh, you know, Mount Juliet, they've got plenty of good players. They've had a you know, a young quarterback step up and uh, when you're looking at 5A, we're, we're all thinking about Nolensville and Page and Spring Hill or Springfield, excuse me, as uh, the top teams around here. But um, it seems to me that that Mount Juliet's at least going to make a run at it as well. Yeah, what a what a great game that must have been uh, to see last week between Mount Juliet and White County. That's kind of everything you want in a high school football game. A big time performance on one side for Malachi Dow and then just a great finish. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun there. So anyways, uh, Tyler, you got anything else on week five before we move on to uh, our next segment? I do not. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's take a quick break here from the Tennessee highway safety office and come back with some picks and previews for Friday. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I'm just going to hang on, okay? Love your hands, All right, it's time to talk some big week six games here in the Nashville area. We're going to lead it off with Montgomery Bell Academy at Brentwood Academy. 
Tyler, that's a, that is as big as it gets this week. How do you see that one going down? Yeah, it's that's a huge uh, D two, uh, you know, three D two triple A East Middle Region game. I mean, that's the biggest, probably the biggest thing in terms of the two teams. But it's a really neat quarterback matchup with uh, Old Miss commitment uh, Marcel Reed for NBA, and of course uh, George McIntyre, who has shot up in the in the twenty twenty five quarterback rankings, you know, all, all the way near to the top. So. You know, if you just kind of want to see maybe uh, the 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 present for Nashville's quarterback talent and uh, the future, this is kind of what that is. You know, Marcel Reed started as a freshman uh, for NBA, and and now you have McIntyre, who's getting his first taste as a full-time starter as a sophomore. And there's other intriguing aspects to this game, but, but that one kind of outshines them all. Yeah, heck of a quarterback matchup there. Uh, for scores, I went with NBA 28-17. I just feel like that experience of Reed um, is going to pay off there. And the way NBA has been playing lately, I I can't bet against them. Uh, are you with me on that? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I forgot to give my score, but I've got NBA 28-27. Uh, I just I think it's going to be close. Could be a really fun game, but I'm just going with NBA because they've really just shown to to be so complete. And how about the game we were just talking about now with Brian a few moments ago, Rockville at Nolensville. This, I was kind of surprised that this was looking back on it, a nearly a 20 point game last year in favor of Rockville. That, that scoreline jumped out at me a little bit, but like I said, uh, I definitely think both teams have gotten better since then. And Nolensville is so loaded on offense. I mean, this is, this has got to be one of the best groups of skill position players uh, in the area. You've got Kobe Walton at quarterback, Samson Johnson at running back, Chance Fitzgerald and Dylan Northcutt at receiver. Um, there's some other names in there as well. And they are playing really well, 5-0. and And I just think that Nolensville, that offense is going to is gonna find a way to get it done at home, especially after losing last year. So I've got Nolensville taking this one 31-20. Uh, but still, hats off to Rockville for their start here. And they're probably going to have a good season. But, but they're going to run into a, a bit of a juggernaut here on offense. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool matchup. I've got Nolensville 28-17, but the matchup itself is uh, a really good offense, I think, against a really good defense. So we'll just kind of have to see which one wins out. I just, I kind of think Nolensville will for the same reasons you said. I think Colby Walton at quarterback has uh, directed that offense so well, and Nolensville got the home crowd. Nolensville has the home crowd behind them, and I think this is going to turn into a little bit of a miniature shootout. I think Rockville's going to have to score, and and Nolensville's just going to have about one, one or two more scores. Moving on now to East Nashville at Independence. This one to me is really interesting. I kind of went back and forth on it. I, I'm interested to hear what you think too. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the home team. Sometimes the home team just tips my hand on ones I have a hard time with. Um, so I've got Independence 28-21. Not to say I don't think East Nashville could do something special there, but uh, certainly Zach Beard has been a lot better quarterback for East Nashville this year. They've got skill guys and, and they're playing pretty good defense. Uh, you know, is that enough to beat one of the, one of the top programs in Williamson County? I mean, we'll just have to kind of see, I think, I think independence is in real good hands offensively has been a little susceptible on defense, but I like independence to win 28, 21. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I've got independence taking it 24 to 20. East Nashville bounced back in a big way last week after two weeks ago having kind of a tough outing against Hillsborough, a game they still won, by the way, 14-0, to but they took out some frustration last week against Jackson County, 54-0. to 
but uh, Independence obviously kind of on a different level, being there in 6A, and uh, they're working Ty Lockwood back into the fold. They're getting Trey Hartwell going, so uh, I like the Eagles to take that one as well. And then to wrap it up, we've got another game that should be a tight one, uh, Davidson Academy at Nashville Christian. These teams have had a somewhat precarious start this season. Nashville Christian lost its first couple games. Davidson Academy took defeats to uh, Boyd Buchanan and Franklin Road Academy. But since then, both teams have kind of righted the ship a little bit. Uh, Davidson Academy looks like last week they got a big win over BGA and they got um, Cortland Simmons back, at least somewhat from missing a few games. And he scored a long rushing touchdown. So that was big for them. If they can get him going like they did last year, you know, he was just a force all over the place, catching the ball, running the ball, returning kicks, uh, intercepting passes on defense and taking them for touchdowns. Um, so if he's playing, I, I like Davidson Academy in this one. I'm going bears 48 Nashville Christian 35. And it looks like we have lost Tyler once again. So apologies there for the technical difficulties today. We're going to try to get that worked out and, and deliver a, uh, a clean show next week. But, uh, we appreciate all you guys joining us today. We've got tons of high school football and high school sports coverage in general coming this week on MainStreetPreps.com. You can keep up with everything by, by visiting the site and also by following us on Twitter at MainStreetPreps and follow, liking us on Facebook as well at MainStreetPreps. And I want to remind everyone one more time that this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Thanks again for being here, and we will see you next time on Main Street Preps this week.